It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. We are so grateful that you are here with us today. Maybe you're listening on 101.1 FM or 1120 AM, The Bridge, Austin. Maybe you're listening to the podcast. Wherever you're listening around the world, we're grateful that you have found us. We are the Love Ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader, and I am in studio with my good friends, Kathy Inderbrock and Marlene McMichael, and we have a phenomenal program for you today. Uh, before we get to that, hello, Marlene. Hello, Kathy. Hey, Marlene, how's it going? It's going well. Thank you. We've got it's a special, uh, special program you've planned for us today. I do. My uh, very special only child is on this program, so I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. Excellent. Excellent. We are, too. We're always happy to have uh, have your daughter with us. Hi, Kathy. How are you today? I'm doing well. Really excited to be here. And I tell you, friends, our last week's program, Carefully Considering Our Ways, Working Through the Acrostic, W-A-Y-S, was so incredible. Thank you to everyone who has um, connected with us on Facebook and Instagram uh, regarding that program. And friends, if you have not heard it and want to hear it, you can go to lovetalknetwork.com, go to our archives and you can get it there or go to your favorite podcast site and uh, go to love talk, all one word, L O V E T A L K network. And uh, it will come up for you. It was such a good program and it has really prepared me for this program because, you know, I think when we are carefully considering our ways, we are able to step into things that maybe otherwise might have overwhelmed us and that we would not have been able to be equipped for or be able to walk through with the with the peace of Christ and the joy of Christ, knowing that we are just honoring and glorifying God and walking out as that kingdom of light. But we are going to be walking through a program today dealing with human trafficking, uh, education and awareness. There's this incredible fair coming up January 18th. And um, so I love how God always orders love talk programs so that one always gets you ready for the next one. And I think, you know, Coach Carrie and Marlene, even when sometimes we don't realize the order, because sometimes, you know, sometimes we do put the order at the very last minute, but oftentimes we'll put the order way like weeks before. So I love how God orders just as he orders our steps, he kind of orders these love talk programs so that one really leads into the next. And so I just I love what we're going to be discussing today and how God has equipped us to walk through it. And so it's been a great start to the new year. And I'm looking forward to the things that God is bringing um, into my life this year and into our lives as as a program of Love Talk Radio. Well, and I I have really enjoyed how. We don't shy away from the tough topics here on Love Talk. Um, you know, we, we talk about some things that are that are pretty difficult. We um, we bear our souls. We um, open up. We uh, expose topics that you know are are hard and unpleasant. And yet, we bring everything back to Scripture, and we know that the Lord is in control, um, and that gives us peace. Um, as we walk through our program today, we are discussing human trafficking, education, and awareness. And we have um, a couple experts here with us today. Um, this this program, not that we're going to be talking necessarily ab- about specifics, 
but if you've got your kids with you and you're not ready to discuss this topic, um, then, you know, maybe it's time to, to go and work a puzzle, um, in the other room for your little one. Um, because sometimes even when, when they hear the term human trafficking, they may start asking questions and you might not be ready to, to discuss that with your littles yet. So just not that we're going to be talking about specifics again, but, um, you know, we have to pick and choose what we want our littles to hear and when they're ready to hear it. Uh, but thank you, Marlene, for putting this program together. How have you been doing these the first two weeks of the new year? Um, actually, they've been pretty busy. So yeah. that's, that's always a, a, a mixed bag of things, but um, good. Um, I'm still working gradually on cleaning out the closet. I think that's you know, if if there's something that I really want to accomplish, I've got to do it and make a plan. And so we, we we're kind of at one box a week. All right, <laughs> that's my plan. But All anyway, right. but today, um, as everybody has already announced, we're going to talk about human trapping a little bit, and um, actually a lot. <laughs> and we have with us my wonderful daughter, uh, Cara McMichael, who is head of. Well, she's ex- executive director of the Human Trafficking Interdiction Division at BCFS Health and Human Services, and I'm going to let her explain what that is. But she's also brought a friend who is also a work colleague and um, is pretty much her right hand. So she's chief of staff of, for that division. Her name is Helen Browning, and we'll hear their bios in a minute. But the but the thing is, you know, our listeners may be maybe remember that we had Carr on um, just in, um, I think it was in July, so not that long ago. And so why are we bringing this topic up again? And and I think it's important to understand that we as Christians have to uh, speak about the evil that's in our country. And from some of the reports I've read that the United States is ranked as one of the worst countries in the world for human trafficking. So we can't ignore it. And, you know, because of the relationship I have with CAR and because of the things that go on, I mean, I get concerned when I see two little girls walk down a busy street by themselves. You know, it's particularly, uh, it's real here and we must understand that, you know, there's one gentleman who, this again in the report that I read, his name is as Jeff Rogers, but he says we have a major issue in the United States, and and Jeff is a a co-founder of the United States Institute Against Human Trafficking, but he said that the United States is the number one consumer of sex worldwide. We in this country are driving the demand. So it is something that's relevant. It's relevant not only in what happens in our country, but it's also relevant in what happens in our families. And um, so today that's what we're going to talk about. And um, it's real people, and, and I hope you understand that it's it's not pleasant, but it is something we as Christians must address, uh, and I think Scripture backs that up. You know, and I I think it's something that really impacts all of us in our daily lives, whether we are willing to acknowledge it or not. I mean, just within the, you know, the the pornography industry is enabled because of human trafficking. And, uh, you know, last night I was chatting with a girlfriend in her kitchen and it was 1030 at night. Her her young daughter, her 17 year old daughter called on the phone 
and had just finished cheerleading practice and was on her way home very, very late. Things had gotten done because they're, I guess, getting ready for nationals for cheerleading. And the daughter said, Mom, I just realized I don't have enough gas to get home. I have to stop at a gas station. And so her mom said, okay, I'm going to stay on the phone with you the entire time. Um, go to this area of town for the gas. Um, make sure that when you go and pull up to the, the gas area, try to pull up to an area where there aren't other cars around. And I'm going to be on the phone with you the whole time. And so I think when we're in a society where you have to worry about your young daughter's safety, you know, going and getting gas at night, you just go, okay, things have gotten a little bit out of hand. And so I think it does affect all of our lives, uh, whether we're willing to acknowledge it or not. Well, and we can't stick our head in the sand and mm-hmm. pretend like it's not there. Yeah, and right. So that's why we're bringing light to this um, topic again, because it is so prevalent. Proverbs 31, 8 through 9. Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth. Judge righteously. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. And again, Psalm 82, verses 3 and 4, defend the weak and the fatherless, uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed, rescue the weak and the needy, deliver them from the hand of the wicked. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as we bring light, as we expose this t- today, um, these verses really do ring true. Well, let's learn a little bit more about our special guest. Um Cara McMichael is Marlene's wonderful daughter. She is the executive director of the Human Trafficking Interdiction Division within BCFS Health and Human Services based in San Antonio. That is a lot to write on your business card, Cara. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But we'll we'll, um, learn more about that in just a minute. Cara is absolutely passionate about the fight against human trafficking. Her involvement extends back over a decade, and she is going to tell us more about a wonderful conference that her and her team have coming up here, and she's actively engaged uh, with this team um, and victims, turning victims into survivors and thrivers. I love that. And with her today is Helen Browning. And she is a dynamic and energetic advocate for children and adolescents um, for almost two decades. And she began her career with Child Protective Services. Um, Helen is the chief of staff for BCSF, Health and Human Services, inside the Human Trafficking Interdiction Division as well. She's a graduate of Texas A&M and College Station. And in her spare time, she... uh, just loves hanging out with her three beautiful children and her husband and enjoys hosting gatherings at her home. So great to have Cara and Helen with us today. Hi, Cara. Welcome back. Thank you so much. It's always great to be back. Hey, Helen. Great to meet you, and thanks for joining us today. Oh, I'm so glad to be here today. Thanks for inviting us. Absolutely. Well, ladies, I mean, we just have so many questions for you. I mean, really, human trafficking uh, is modern day slavery. I mean, this, this level of sexual exploitation that we have gotten to in this country, it should be offensive to every Christian and church community. And so the issues that you guys deal with day in and day out, 
they shouldn't be left just to governments and law enforcement organizations because this type of injustice and, and evil, I mean, we have to call it evil. That is what it is. It is absolute evil. It is all the kingdom of darkness. It breaks the heart of God. And scripture tells us over and over again that God hears the cries of the oppressed. And so I would just hope that as our listeners are just listening to this program to get to today and considering it, that they would be willing to listen to the cries of the oppressed, cries that Helen and Kara, you hear every single day as you step into uh, this very dark place to take victims and and um, take them out of that so that they become survivors and then moving them beyond that so that they become thrivers. So we're excited with everything that you're going to share with us today. Thank you for being here on Love Talk. Absolutely. So go ahead, Marlene. Well, I was just going to say, um, because I think it's it's interesting because um, these are both two beautiful young women and, and they chose this career field, but why? <laughs> I think it's important for people to understand your logic and why you do this day in and day out. So um, I, I don't think that we we chose this willingly um, at all. Um, I don't think any of us, I, I certainly didn't grow up being like, I'm going to help people in human trafficking. It wasn't even a word um, when I was young. And I think a lot of it is is faith and, and where God has placed us in our lives um, to do this work. We you have to have a very, very warrior personality as well and deep faith um and why you do what you do and conviction and so i think the biggest part of where we come from is knowing like every time i've been in this industry for over 15 years every time i've tried to leave there's been something that's pulled me back um some circumstance some um way to help more, way to re-energize me, way to pull me out of a funk so that um, I'm ready to to reserve the population. And so people always ask, why do you why do you do it? We I can't give you a certain reason. I can give you that this is what I was called to do. And yeah. that's pretty much the basics and most of us who are in this industry are, are called to be warriors. Mm. All right. Well, I think we're running out of time, aren't we, Carrie? Let's, let's, let's. We are. We are. We're so excited to have more from uh, Cara and Helen after our break as we discuss um, human trafficking today and specifically this interdiction division who is uh, presenting a conference here this week, friends, this week. So we want you to know more about that. We want you to know more about this topic. We want to open all of our eyes. Um, so that we can proceed um, how God would have us. Uh, friends, when we return to Love Talk, we'll have more right here with the Love Ladies, right after this. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. 
They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Are you looking for a new church home? Or maybe you're new to the area. Either way, we here at First Baptist Church Pflugerville would love to welcome you to visit with us this Sunday at 11 a.m. for our worship service. We have a myriad of different grow groups at 9.30 a.m. And if you need more information, just click the big orange New Here button on our website, fbcpville.org. We hope to connect with you in the near future. And we hope that when you do visit with us, you'll feel like family here. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-2580. Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on the Bridge, Austin. It is great to be with you this new year of 2024. We're having a pretty uh, incredible program today, friends, that is really going to uh, spark some conversations uh, in your house and among your friend groups. We're talking about human trafficking education and awareness. There's a an incredible fair coming up in San Antonio January 18th, and we're going to be getting some more details on that. We have two incredible guests in studio with us today, Cara McMichael and Helen Browning. And in our first um, segment, we introduced both of our women And, uh, Helen, you just gave an incredible insight as to why you were actually in this field dealing with human trafficking and helping those victims. And you said it was never something that you planned on. You never even knew or heard the word human trafficking, but it was something that God called you to and has equipped you for. And that even during times in your life, there were moments where you thought, okay, I'm going to go ahead and step out of this into something else. Yet something always brought you back to this. And you described uh, yourself and others who are in this field as warriors. And I just, just so I can see that. I agree with that. And, and I, I just think that is so incredible. Cara, I would love to hear from you about what, what got you involved in this field because the things that you see in, it, you know, just day in and day out as you come to work, as you, as you are basically rescuing these victims out of these very dark places, the things you see would break most people within the first 72 hours. How is it that you got into this area of work and and how is it that you continue, that you're able to continue um, pursuing this this work every day? Well, I spent a lifetime working in uh, the political realm, specifically with legislative policy on the state and on the federal level. And first became aware of the issue of human trafficking when Congress passed the Trafficking Victims Protection Act. My my kind of motto or motivation for what I have always done is uh, based on a passage from Isaiah. And I actually have that on a print by my desk next to a picture, kind of a watercolor, uh, from an actual photograph taken of Israeli soldiers once they finally recaptured the Wailing Wall. Um, 
back in, in the early the early years of the state of Israel. And the passage from Isaiah says, I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, who shall never hold their peace day or night. So my whole pro- my whole thought process behind that was as long as I cry out against whatever injustice is out there, whatever is wrong, then I have the ability to help protect and save those who don't have a voice and don't have maybe the wherewithal or the knowledge to to raise their own voice. And so finding out about the issue of trafficking was one of those things where I was like, okay, now these people don't have a voice. They don't have they don't have the ability to cry out in the legislative process. So that's my job. And I did uh, I did a lot of work on legislative policy in the trafficking uh, sector, primarily on the state level in Texas, uh, but then also did quite a bit of advising to other states and even a couple other countries. Um, and then about almost four years ago, uh, left the political realm, sort of, uh, to launch this, this human trafficking interdiction division within VCFS Health and Human Services. So it gave me an opportunity to be on the front lines of an issue that I've been passionate about for almost 20 years now. Wow. Wow. And I, I have a question for you because, you know, last year we saw this incredible movie, Sound of Freedom, and it showed a small slice of human trafficking and how this industry is supplied uh, with the, the, these, these victims. And it looked at, you know, people coming in from outside of the family, people that families did not know. But yet one of the things that you've shared with us, Cara, that I'd like you to maybe, um, you know, kind of explain a bit is that the majority of victims are actually trafficked by people they know and trust. Now, I don't, I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me because I would never do that to a child. So how does that, is that true? Is that, is that, is that true that, that the majority are actually trafficked by people that they know and trust? How does that, how does that work? Unfortunately, it is true, particularly in the United States. Uh, some of it is familial trafficking where uh, parents, or, or guardians are trafficking their own children. Uh, but a lot of it is done through kind of what's referred to as that, that boyfriend or that romantic relationship type scenario where over a period of time, a relationship develops between the individual and this, you know, the person who becomes the significant other. Uh, and so, frankly, particularly when it comes to children, a lot of them will leave the home willingly for a relationship that has ultimately separated them from other uh, friends and their family, that, that, that they've reached a point where that child is saying, you know, nobody else understands me like you do. Nobody gets me. You know, nobody knows me like you do. And so they leave for that person. And then unfortunately end up in a situation where because they already have this built-in relationship, it's a whole lot easier to export them. And on top of that, they uh, they have a harder time leaving, too, because there's a, a form of Stockholm syndrome that develops, not really all that dissimilar from a domestic violence type of scenario. That I just that. So, Helen, have you seen that personally as well? Um, yes. And um, I have an example of it is I where parents just don't understand how this happens. I was at Fiesta, Texas, a few years back with my littles and we're standing in line and there was about a 14-year-old girl, and I used, I used her photo in training, and she had taken um, clips, like, 
clothesline clips and written her handles of Instagram and Snapchat on them and was giving them out to random people at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas, right? She's with her little group of friends. And I, you know, approached her and said, hey, let me let me talk to you. And um, and it was really funny the way I approached her is I actually looked up her handle while I was standing in line and she had nothing private on her Instagram. So I knew she was a soccer player at her high school. I knew she had little brother and I knew she had just gotten a new little shorty, like little tiny puppy. And so me as a female and adult female with children, I was like, hey, girl, how's your mama? Like, tell me about yourself, right? How's that puppy? How's your brother? Oh, you're so good at soccer. Your mom has told me all about it. Then turned the conversation and said, I have no idea who you are. But because you had your handles there, I was able to find out all this about you. And you can't do that. And it's unsafe. And it was a realization to her. But it was also a realization to me outside of this world is that parents don't know what their kids are doing. And they don't know what they're doing online. And I'm sure that there is no parent who has had a conversation. I've had lots of weird conversations with my kids. Trust me. Um, but at no point did you ever think as a parent, hey, we don't write our social media handles on clothesline clips and then give them out at theme parks. Right? <laughs> like we don't mm. do that. Um, it's not safe. But it's just a new way of parenting in this digital world that none of us have been equipped for. Right. I can't go ask my mom how she handled me digitally because there wasn't digital in my world, right? I was still on AOL dial-up with the funness. <laughs> I, I think that, that it's, it's, a hard, it's a hard thing. We're trying to give kids freedom. We're trying to, to do everything we can to protect them at the same time. But they're forming relationships outside of the home. They're forming relationships online. They're being targeted online based on hashtags they're using, on what they're sharing. And, um, and we have to, we have to be smarter to protect our kids. We have to be smarter to protect every kid that's around us and young adults. This isn't just 13 and 14 year olds. I mean, I've got college girls who are being recruited to go into OnlyFans and don't understand that the exploitation videos that they're putting on themselves are going to later be an issue in their adult lifehood, right? Like, we, we have all of this new stuff that's coming out, um, at even women my age in my 40s. That is trying to target us to exploit ourselves or be exploited as well. And this doesn't just happen with females. It happens with males as well. And so having those conversations, having those talks, um, really understanding the importance of, of safety nowadays. And it is true. It, it happens with the relationship. It's much easier to, to do that in a relationship, just like it was so easy for me to approach that girl thinking I had a relationship with her mother when I didn't even know her. Mm. You know, Helen, I, I think this is really important to to sit here for just a second. My kids are 19 and 20 years old, and I remember when they were when they were growing up, they would they would tease me um, because they would be like, "I know, Mom, be careful of the man in the van. He doesn't really have puppies back there for us to look at, right?" And they would just kind of kind of tease me about it as I would, you know, harp on them being safe about things. But it's no longer the man in the van. Right. It's the man behind the 14 year old uh, cover on Instagram or on Snapchat or, you know, wh whatever is out there now um, that you can be whoever you want to be online. And, um, you know, my kids have friends who have 
uh, done things, um, you know, kind of snuck out of their homes to go meet someone that they met online. And it's like, what? Um, so we do have to shift our thinking as parents that it's no longer the man in the van that has candy or puppies in the back that, you know, is luring kids in. And we have to be aware of what they're doing online. Um, so really, really good points. Really good points. I, I, I'm interested to know, what did that 14-year-old, did she just kind of shrug you off? Or how, so how she, did that She up? actually had, she had two girlfriends with her. And um, one of them was smart, right? Like one of them, after I started talking to her, was like, we're not really from here. How would you know? Our, like she was very very well aware and um and so I I told her and you know my my course my kids my daughter was with me and she was like oh my god mom like why do you have to talk to people it's so embarrassing right and so um I was there and I said hey like the reason I found all this out was because of this this is really unsafe and I asked her can I take your picture because she had put the hair clips in her her hair um and uh and use it I'm gonna black out your face and so I, she let me do it but her friend was actually um, the one that was like, I don't know if she do this. I don't know if she take it. Let this stranger take your photo. Like she was very smart. But they did at the end. They got off the ride, and I saw her like throwing them all in the trash. And I was like, thank goodness. Oh, good. Awesome. But you know, like if she had had a twelve pack by the time I saw her, she only had two left. And and so she'd given out ten of them by this oh. time, right? And so, yeah. um, I think it. I think it was a, a wide awakening moment, um, for them. But she definitely did have one friend who was a little bit more trained in safety um, and was a little bit more curious about why I would approach and, and talk and, and vocal about that, which I think was, was great as well. Um, Helen and Cara, I would love to talk about some of the programs that you have within the Human Trafficking Interdiction Division. I know you have three main programs, Allies, Peer Support, Building Bridges Against Trafficking, and Common Thread. Can you talk a little bit about these three primary programs and, and what they are, maybe what they do? Sure. So Allies Peer Support is a mentorship style program. You know, a lot of what we do with our other programs is we get referrals for uh, those who have been exploited. And our, our aim is to take them from victim to survivor in those programs. But with Allies, the goal is to take them from survivor to thriver. So with that one, we we partner with some of the local businesses within the communities. We do things like financial education training. We do uh, we we partner, for example, with Dress for Success that teaches them job interview skills, works on resume building. We'll also provide uh, interview wardrobes and things of that nature. Uh, and then we have others in the community who serve, much like with brothers and sisters, uh, big brothers, big sisters, in a mentorship-style role. You know, again, our goal through that program is is to be able to give them a solid foundation so that the the idea of running back into the life is, is not an incentive for them anymore. Uh, with our largest program, Common Thread, uh, that one is a 24-7, 365 advocacy program geared towards child sex trafficking. We are in 65 counties in Texas, uh, and so serve up to the age of, of 25 uh, for Texas. Uh, we have had them as young as four. Oh. Uh, we just launched that program statewide in Louisiana and serve up to the age of 18 there as well. Uh, and, and in that position, when we get the initial referral, our kiddos are often still in the life. So our job is to 
to help them relearn how to make decisions and, and to figure out that they can make good decisions that are healthy for them uh, all on their own and uh, and kind of help lead them to a place to where they can make the decision on their own to lead the life because if they don't make that decision they won't do it uh, we can't we can't pull them out on our own they have to be willing to do it uh, on their own and so that's that's part of what that does we walk with them uh, every step of the way uh, from forensic interviews to uh, the courthouse to you know just figuring out you know how to dress uh, and, and what are healthy foods to eat and and uh, help them reintegrate with families if that's possible uh, but we become their trusted confidant um, the third program that we have building bridges against um, against trafficking that one is a unique program where right now we're working primarily with adult sex trafficking and labor trafficking of all ages. Uh, we're discovering, in fact, significant numbers of uh, domestic minors that are involved in the labor trafficking side. So it's, it's not just foreign born and it's not just adults that are in, in labor trafficking here in the United States. Uh, but that one, we also are doing what's referred to as care coordination. Uh, which basically is, you know, as Helen likes to refer to it, it's the air traffic control. It becomes kind of the single point phone number where anybody in the community can reach out to this number and know that they're going to get help for a potentially identified um, individual. Can, can y'all um, give a definition of labor trafficking? So labor trafficking is the use of force, fraud, or, or coercion to elicit a work product. Uh, so for example, uh, what you'll see, in fact, we've seen quite a bit is uh, labor trafficking that is done by those who are working, for example, in restaurants or nail salons, but aren't getting paid. Uh, individuals who are working in hotels aren't getting paid uh, or they're getting paid, but they're also being charged an astronomical amount for uh, food and, and board um, and so ultimately they end up owing more than, than what they're earning um, which ends up being much like an indentured servitude that's also uh, a part of labor trafficking um, we're also seeing labor trafficking happening through the use of uh, things like Social Security and Medicaid benefits um, I mean it's, there's a there's a variety of different things that we're seeing national excuse me internationally they will often refer to even sex trafficking as labor trafficking it just kind of depends on how the law is written in terms of how it's broken down but sex trafficking you're making money off of sex mm -hmm. and, and for minors you don't you are not required to have forced broader coercion although that's often involved with labor trafficking, it is required regardless of age, unless they're disabled. And unfortunately, the disabled seem to be uh, at, ex uh, at an increased risk of exploitation. Um, but that's more of a cost savings for the, the individual rather than them making money. Does, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it, it, when you talk about all of these innocent victims and labor trafficking, sex trafficking, I hear you using these words that say what we are seeing and what we see. And and, and one of our problems is, you know, us and, you know, Carrie and, and Marlene and I, 
we don't know how to see. We don't know what to look for. And so if you can help us and our, our listeners, you know, kind of open our eyes to this. You mentioned um, at 800 Helpline, what can we look for in our everyday as we're going? I mean, is it as much as when we go to get our nails done? Do we ask that person, are they actually getting paid? I mean, I or, or as we're driving through neighborhoods, how can we see what you're seeing to reach out to people like, um, you know, like Helen, you did at the at the theme park. You know, you, you kind of knew what to look for and knew the kind of dangerous position this gal was putting herself in. And you were able to go and give her a word, a word of, of warning. I wouldn't have known to do that. What what I will say is that um, BCFS's website actually asks those questions so that you can answer them. And if these things are happening to you, then, yes, you are labor trafficked. So I would encourage you to give the, out the website because it is a wealth of information just in that regard. Yeah, we actually completely overhauled our, our website recently and have put a number of tools, both in terms of indicators as well as helpful tools for parents to be on the lookout when it comes to digital media in particular. There's a lot of reports and articles uh, and just truly a wealth of knowledge, including um, research material and books that are that are also very helpful, not only for those who want to know more about trafficking in general, but also for parents in order to protect their children. Uh, our website is bcfstrafficking.org. So that's Bravo, Charlie, Fox, Sierra, trafficking.org. Uh, okay. Excellent. Okay. So, um, wow. I, I mean, it, it's a lot to wrap our heads around. And I think what I want our listeners to understand as we get into discussing your um uh, conference that's coming up is this is happening in your small town. I can guarantee it. This is happening in your big city. Um, this is happening around us. I, I think I've told this story before. I think I actually told this when you were on, on the air last time, Cara, but a friend of mine also works, um, in, the, uh, the business of ending human trafficking. And she was telling me about this middle school girl in Georgetown, Texas, who was trafficked and her trafficker would pick her up from school, would traffic her all night long and take her back to school in the morning. And so she was showing up in the same clothes day to day. She, you know, didn't always have a shower, you know, bless her heart, um, was so tired at school. And, you know, our, I think our teachers need to be aware that if they're seeing patterns, um, they should, they, you know, perk up and, and, and start to take note of uh, what's going on and, and recognizing patterns. Um, I mean, are you guys seeing a lot of that type of trafficking as well? Um I mean, I guess that would probably go back to what you said. That's probably a parent or a relative that is, has high, you know, is is in the business and is trafficking their own kid. Maybe. I mean, are y'all seeing a lot of that as well? We are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it's, I guess, recognizing patterns and, and helping these kids um, get help. Is that the first line of defense? Helen, what, what would you say if that, if that, if you came across that? I mean, I think the first line of defense is, is one, yes, recognizing patterns, recognizing when um, kids have stopped engaging who have been high engaging individuals are just sitting down and having the conversation. Um, what we have found out through, through years and years of child sexual abuse and, um, you know, child victimization is that one adult in that child's life, one adult who listens, who is there for them to trust, will be a prevention for so many abuses that that child could go through, right? Um, it gives them that confidence, that someone to go to um, as well. And so an understanding that um, there's a difference between child sexual abuse and child trafficking when it comes to sexual abuse. Um, child sexual abuse victims usually outcry, right? They will come to say to somebody and say, this is happening to me and I'm done and I, and I want help. Human trafficking victims most of the time deny and is a surprise disclosure, meaning they weren't ready to tell their story. And so it's going to be a lot harder to work with them and get them to self-identify that they are a victim. And so it's really important that they have that one adult, that one person in their life who is looking out for them and noticing changes, saying something's not right here. Let's talk. What's going on? Did you make a new relationship? Do you have a new boyfriend? How many um, parents we work with don't know that their kids have online boyfriends, have um, people that they're meeting up with after school are um, not even, you know, like in this case, having some child picked up very quickly after school. Well, thank you so much for that, Helen. We have one segment left, friends, and we have so many questions uh, for you, Cara and Helen, still. We're going to be looking um, and getting more information on this Human Trafficking Education Awareness Fair that is coming up in San Antonio this January 18th that friends we know you are going to want to uh, engage with and and attend and you're going to want to go to this website and find out more. We're going to take a break and hear a word from our sponsors who keep uh, Love Talk on the air. This year, this October is going to be uh, starting our 40th year, which is kind of exciting for Love Talk. So friends, uh, hear a word from our sponsor. They're friends that you can trust and stay with us as we learn more about this incredible, uh, just evil that is happening in our nation and what each of us can do to be a warrior and take a stand against it. More with Love Talk right after this. Don't wait. Score the best deal on the home of your dreams at the three-time awarded Community of the Year Santa Rita Ranch. With top-rated amenities and school districts, our 20 available move-in ready homes priced from the 200s won't last long. See for yourself why 2,000-plus neighbors love life at the ranch. For more information, visit us at SantaRitaRanch.com. SantaRitaRanch.com. 
Are you recovering from an injury, need to regain your health, or simply want to improve your golf swing? HeartFlex can help. HeartFlex is an innovative exercise tool for all fitness levels. Made in the USA, HeartFlex has helped countless Texans improve their fitness by increasing strength, boosting circulation, maximizing flexibility and endurance, and speeding recovery from surgery. It's small, portable, and lightweight. HeartFlex can be used standing, sitting, or lying down. No springs or rubber bands to snap back and cause injury. At less than $40, shipping is free and has a 30-day money-back guarantee. Nothing can stop you from improving your health today. You can learn more and to order yours, visit HeartFlexUSA.com. That's HeartFlexUSA.com. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you Hello, friends, and welcome back to Let's Talk. You are here with the Love Ladies. Coach Carrie Brinkader here with uh, Marlene McMichael and Kathy Enderbrock. We are also in studio with two amazing guest friends. And I, I just want to encourage you to go back and listen to um, the, the past two segments because there's so much um, amazing information here. Um, we're in studio today with uh, Cara McMichael, um, Marlene's amazing daughter, and um, her colleague, Helen Browning, and they are with BCFS. Now, Cara, help us understand this title. I mean, it's a lot. BCFS, and then you run the interdiction unit that is a part of BCSF, but just help us understand it all. So BCFS Health and Human Services actually launched in, I believe it was 1944, as part of a Baptist men's group in San Antonio with the goal of creating a uh, orphanage for Hispanic youth. They looked around and there was, there were no available resources uh, at that time. Since then, the organization has grown dramatically, you know, with this mission of finding a problem, crafting a solution and filling whatever that, that niche is. Uh, we now uh, are in the system now encompasses, after this recent uh, reorganization last year, 10 different companies. Uh, BCFS, Health and Human Services, is the legacy company. Uh, originally, it stood for Baptist Children and Family Services, but when they separated away from the Baptist Men's Group back in, I want to say, the 90s, we were required to drop the Baptists. And so now, because of the fact that the, the acronym was so well-known, we just kept the acronym BCFS. The organization itself uh, started the program Common Thread under actually a different division, and it was initially just a, a project, but it grew so quickly, and the, the need was so great, uh, particularly within Texas at the time, that they realized they needed to launch its own division. So that's why I was brought in to, to help launch the Human Trafficking Interdiction Division uh, before years ago in March. Nice. Nice. Okay. Well, let's, let's get to talking about this conference. 
And the conference is January 18th, Thursday, January 18th. It's in San Antonio at the Boeing Center at Techport. And it is called the Human Trafficking Education and Awareness Fair. Hollywood versus reality. How you can make a difference. All right. Tell us about it. Helen, start us off. <laughs> so the co- uh, the conference is a half-day event on January 18th. It's really going to go over the differences between ho- ho- uh, Hollywood versus reality, so what we see in media and what really happens, which is important as it allows um, survivors to be able to identify themselves um, when it comes to trafficking, and just because Hollywood really sensationalizes um, that. And so we have... Um, lived experts coming to do panels. We have a bunch of some congressmen and different legislation happening as well, along with talking about labor trafficking. And then the most important part is how you can get involved. How do you make a difference in your community and bringing the community together along with 40 other uh, exhibitors as well, showing what they do in the community. So it's really not just about what we do as a division. It's about how our community is responding to this problem. And I will, I will add January in and of itself is human trafficking awareness month. So that was one of the reasons why we picked the month of January, but I was reading a blog last night that really uh, hit home for me. Uh, and the, the writer says that, you know, they're, they're not going to do anything in the month of January because trafficking is not just limited to one month. Yeah. And those of us who are involved in the fight, actively involved every day in the fight of uh, against trafficking are exhausted, <laughs> which is very true. You know, and so they they really wanted to talk about the fact that awareness without action is ineffective. And frankly, that has been one of my, my frustrations with a lot of uh, different awareness activities, regardless of what the issue is, is that there is there is no call to action or there is no resource to get people involved. And so we specifically crafted this event to not only give you the information that shows you what the reality truly is, but then also give you an opportunity. So for example, the last entire hour of this conference or half day event is designed to allow you to network with up to 40 different community partners that are out there so that you have the ability to get involved yourself. It doesn't have to be money. It doesn't even have to be a whole lot of time. You could be an accountant, and yet if you donate your services, that could be a huge help. You could be a painter, an AC contracting and repair. You could be a school teacher and maybe help with GED training. I mean, there are so many different ways that you can get involved without uh, having necessarily to take a whole lot of time or even do a financial uh, outlay. And so that is really our motivation behind this is let's empower uh, everybody who comes with not only the appropriate education of what it looks like and how to identify it moving forward, but let's also empower you to get involved in your community. And so, Cara and Helen, I have this question for you for our listeners um, who are in the, you know, Austin or Marble Falls area, and they think, okay, this Thursday, I, I, I know it's a free event, but it's in San Antonio. I, I cannot get there. 
Is there an opportunity? I mean, friends, I will tell you, if you can go, go. Grab someone from your church and go. Enjoy the ride down there. Enjoy the ride back. Discuss how God can use you in your local church, in your local community, not just to raise awareness, but to have a hand in the solution that God is wanting to provide to these victims to completely stamp out and destroy this industry and to offer hope to those who are hurting. So if if they can't make that drive down, how can they still benefit and learn everything that you're going to be teaching and sharing and equipping at this conference? Because as you said, Helen, you're going to have lived experts. We're going to have real life testimonies about um, these victims and how they got you know, really seduced or trafficked or brought into this industry when they had, you know, they weren't suspecting it would ever happen to them or to their children. Um, how can people engage if they can't make that physical drive down there? Well, the first step is to go to our website, bcfstrafficking.org. Uh, not only can you register for the event via that website, but also we will be recording everything, and our plan is to post some of those clips from the panel discussions, uh, obviously after the fact, but it, it's an opportunity to engage there. We also have an a, uh, email listserv that provides a lot of uh, information in terms of not only what we're doing, but also legislation and ways to get involved there as well. Uh, so there's there's a whole host of resources that are on the website, and and of course we we do intend to post some of those clips following the the fair itself. And, and this and is I, a completely free event. Yes, it is completely and, free, okay, and it is and it's free parking. Uh, we will have concessions available so people can snack and to their hearts content throughout the the event itself. Uh, we do have a few sponsorship slots available in case anybody wants to actually contribute towards the event. Uh, but, but yes, it, it is, it is absolutely free for anybody and everybody to attend. Uh, and I do believe we also still have some exhibitor spots, which are also free, uh, for those who might be out there that, uh, are interested and, in, and in active in this, uh, in this fight as well that, that want to be able to try to partner with those who are there. I love this. So this is a partnering opportunity as well for those ministries that are out there and want to connect with other ministries to become the larger body of Christ and uh, to accomplish what he would want to accomplish. And friends, I, I would tell you, if you would say, hey, I really this this can make a profound difference in our church. I know that our church would want to have a hand in being a light in this present darkness. You can find someone from your church to go if you yourself cannot go and be that person to represent your church, go and learn and bring it back to your church body um, and share, um, you know, everything that God has shown you and taught you and that you have learned so that your church can engage in this battle and um, to be the hands and feet of Christ at this present moment. Mm -hmm. For sure. Any final words for us, ladies? Tell us again where to sign up and um, where to go. So our website, bcfstrafficking.org, has a link on, on the front page right up at the top where you can go to the actual registration information. It also has access to the sponsorship information there as well. Or you can go directly to bcfstrafficking.org forward slash fair. And that has uh, 
all the information right there. Wow, ladies. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cara. Thank you, Helen. Thank you for joining us for um, just God bless you and strengthen you and refresh you. As you said that you are exhausted. Friends, if if you are praying, if you are just a, I, I just encourage you to, to pray, pray for those who are involved uh, with BCFS for all of these mm-hmm. um, providers who are getting in and being warriors in this battle. Pray for their strength, pray for their refreshing, and pray that God would just continue to supply all that is needed. And maybe you are part of that provision, and God has moved your heart today to step into that space. Well, friends, we just want to tell you we love you. We just thank you so much for listening every week here on Love Talk, for being faithful listeners and faithful supporters of this radio uh, and broadcast. And friends, if you want to catch up with us on Facebook, if you have more questions about this conference and you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, email us at let's talk at lovetalknetwork.com. Let's talk at lovetalknetwork.com. You can go to our podcast at Love Talk, all one word, Love Talk, all one word network. Uh, go and message us on the socials on Instagram and uh, Facebook and we will look forward to connecting with you there it's been a wonderful time with you again thank you ladies for joining us on behalf of Coach Carrie Brinkater and Marlene McMichael I am Kathy Endebrock and we will look forward to being with you next week again for Love Talk